Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this ELT Upgraders podcast. Whether you're in a traffic jam in Jakarta, a subway in Shanghai, or in motorbike in Ho Chi Minh City, thanks for tuning in. This podcast is all about busy teachers like yourselves. We'll be discussing current issues and giving you some uh, solutions uh, to some of the challenges uh, that you have uh, in your classroom. My name is JC, and we're also joined today by Mr. Jakey Wooden. Hi, Jake. Hi, everyone. Good morning on a beautiful sunny day here in Shanghai. Fantastic. So today we're going to be having a look at um, different areas and how we can sort of skill up ourselves in the classroom, how we can sort of boost up our our confidence, and how maybe we can also tool up uh, ourselves um, to cope with certain issues uh, in the classroom. So, what are we going to be looking at today, Jake? Well, the last few weeks I've been on the road a lot, and John has as well. Where, where have you been? I have been in Japan. Uh, just spent a week there, working with a lot of different teachers from primary schools. Uh, before that, just back up in Beijing, around China. Where have you been, John? Oh, I can't even remember actually. I think in I had Vietnam. S- I had some time in yeah Vietnam and Bangkok and Singapore and uh, uh, Cambodia as well. And right. uh, yeah, great to get in there and be working with teachers and finding out more about their needs, their challenges. Mm. Um, I think we're going to have a look at some of those key challenges um, today. So what have we been hearing from teachers recently? The two big ones that we keep getting asked about is mixed ability classes and large classes. Ooh, good ones. What what was your sort of biggest um, experience of those kind of classroom management issues, Jake? I think I was lucky. My first day of teaching, I just walked in and a senior teacher threw a textbook at me and said, go teach this class, and I planned it, and it was about teaching past tense and uh, talking about holidays, you know, classic ESL lesson, and I planned for one level, and I thought the class didn't know it was going to be big. Well, I had never experienced what a big class was. Walked in, 25 students, all different levels, so all my plan went out the window quite quickly because I realized I'd planned for one level to do one thing and one small class. So from my first day, I was lucky to realize that every class was mixed ability and every class had classroom management issues yeah brilliant so i think yeah jake's going to draw on that experience today and give you guys uh, a few tips um how you can um go about yeah solving those kind of challenges yeah for me talking about your first class yeah where was yours in china yeah in xi'an in xi'an was it so mine was in um in uh, some rural village in uh, Nepal, in the southern belt, oh, really? on the on the Indian border, so very much like you, I just got thrown in there. Actually, I hadn't had no teaching experience or, or qualifications at the time. Yeah. It was a bit more of a sort of a voluntary thing, but uh, got thrown in there with about 100, 125 <laughs> kids, yeah. secondary school uh, kids, and we we're teaching this course book, this Nepalese uh, local curriculum course book, and I was teaching them about. Uh, dinosaurs in the prehistoric times with kids who couldn't even say uh, their their names in uh, in English, and I would be honest, I failed miserably yep. uh, with that in that large classroom uh, situation. So what I'm going to try and do today is think back to that situation, what I did there, what I did wrong, and now knowing what I do now, 
what, if I were to go back again that situation what like, what I would do yeah, to nice. try and sort of overcome overcome those issues I remember my first big class was one of those I was in in Wuhan and they sent me out to a school and I walked in and there were 60 kids and for me 60 kids was just and they basically said to me don't bother with the kids in the back five rows they won't bother listening anyway and I thought that was a bit sad and I thought you know their way of dealing with a large class was only teach half the class and I thought there's got to be a better way than that they which, which sort of leads on that idea that this is classroom management, mixed ability and large classes about how do you manage a class. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think classroom management is just controlling behaviour, so much more than just controlling behaviour. So I don't think we'll talk too much about the behaviour side today, but we'll talk more about the... So what under classroom management then? What behaviour is probably... Is, it's it's yeah, important, right? part of it, yeah. So what else? We talked about large classes, mixed abilities... Yeah, groupings, how you plan your lessons... How the student interactions in the class. Maybe how you set up your activities, yeah. you manage your activities. Just instruction giving even. Instructions. Monitoring. Yeah, so many yeah. things. Setting routines and learning routines, not just behaviour routines as yeah. well. Yeah. And uh, I believe we have a, a contact email where listeners of the podcast can write in and maybe suggest um, different different areas that we could do in future podcasts. We certainly do. Fantastic. And it's a new email and it is, don't let me get it wrong, because it's the first time we've ever announced it. It's pretty exciting. You can email us at eltupgraders at macmillan.com. Fantastic. Just, just the name of our podcast, at macmillan.com. Send us any questions you have, and we definitely will reply. Shall we get on with it, what yeah. we're doing today? So I've been uh, doing a little bit of research and also listening to a lot of teachers, and these are some common things that I've found or I've heard um, recently. So see if you are one of these uh, teachers that suffers from a similar challenge. So here we go. So the first one might be, oh, I can't do the activity with 40 students. It's just too difficult to manage or group work is not possible uh, with 50 students it's a great activity but not possible or I would love to do that discussion activity but the class gets too noisy and the other teachers complain so with these discussion activities I tend just to skip through those activities uh, in the book so if you're one of those teachers, then this uh, this part of the, of the podcast um, is for you. Now, I mentioned that um, the experience in Nepal with a, with 120 teachers and maybe what I would do different um, if I were to go back there. So what would you do differently if you were to teach those classes again? Well, Jake. Which is a classic <laughs> teacher reflection question, and we should all be asking ourselves that at all times. Yes, to repeat... Reflective practice. Reflective, pla- reflective practice. Reflective practice. I've had about three coffees this morning. Reflective practice is obviously a, a key part, and reflecting on our experiences in the classroom is, is a good part of any teacher development. And I believe we'll do a session on maybe sort of how we can develop mm. ourselves as sort of teachers as well. I'm sure yeah. um, that would be that would be part of it. So I've been doing a little bit of research I mentioned, and uh, let me just bring that up, uh, this article that I've been reading um, on, the, on the computer. It's from uh, onestopenglish.com. Great website. Good lots website. Of, um, lots of ideas there for teachers. And she has a lot of ideas for classroom management, particularly large classes. So if you um, search on One Stop English large classes, 
There's some great articles there outlining. I think firstly uh, for me is to understand more in depth about large classes. What are the actually the advantages and disadvantages of large classes? Actually knowing more yourself is probably the first key thing. So looking at what elements are possible advantages for us as teachers. So maybe something like if it's a large class, then maybe we've got actually quite a lot of space as well. So we can actually use that um, to our own uh, advantage. Hopefully in a large class, there'll actually be at least one student who has an experience or an opinion on the topic you are covering. Okay, so that is also one positive thing. Maybe you're doing things like votes and, and questionnaires. So actually a large number of students you know, makes it more representative. We can have big teams or many teams. We can encourage a little bit of a you know, competitive element um, as well. Maybe even sort of large classes, often the students don't expect to have a lot of group work mm. and things like that. Maybe the way, the way they've been brought up, the sort of lecture style teaching, they're not mm-hmm. used to it. So actually if we do inter- integrate a lot of group work, it can be sort of quite fresh, quite new for them, quite engaging for mm. them um, as, uh, as well. But also it's in- interesting to note down some of the key disadvantages of large classes, but then how maybe we can adapt and how we can work with those disadvantages and maybe sort of turn them to our, to our own benefit. So maybe things like you can't hear every individual student in a large class. I think very, very true. And we're going to have a look today maybe how we can overcome um, those, uh, those kind of issues. What else do I have on my list here? Things like handouts, photocopies. We have to copy a lot. It maybe gets expensive for teachers or you've got budgets in your school, potential disadvantage. It takes a long time to do everything. I think that's probably the key thing. It takes mm. a long time to set up activity, hand out worksheets, mark homework. Um, just things in general uh, take a lot uh, longer. So in this next part, we're going to have a look at a few bits of advice or, or solutions mm. um, for some of these issues. Yeah, what, what, what is your first bit of advice, I mean, with all your experience? Um, well, I, I definitely take that point I mentioned at the end there about things in general take a lot longer. So when we're sort of planning a mm. lesson, we have to make sure that we incorporate that into our lesson plan. Mm-hmm. Just accept that things will take um, longer. Now, a few solutions um, for for that. Um, my first suggestion is to make, I mean, as a teacher, we always try and do this, but for large classes, even more essential, use 100% of the class time as effectively as possible. Mm-hmm. Okay? As I mentioned, we should be doing this anyway as a teacher, but I think even more so for large classes. So even things like, you know, when they're arriving into class, they're coming in bit by bit um, mm-hmm. over the course of sort of five, ten minutes. Yeah. Having things for those early arrivers to do, a little task for them to do at the start of class. Otherwise, they'll come in, start talking in their, in their mother tongue, start making a lot of noise. And when other students start joining, yeah. again, you've lost them already. And it's very class hard. really yeah. starts five minutes before the class starts. And if you're there five minutes early, letting that learning to happen then yes. it just it, yeah 
I've seen teachers standing in the front of classes for five minutes and then they watch the clock tick. 1 p.m. Okay, now class starts, everyone. And yeah. Not. So what were you doing with the 100 people? Well, yeah. yeah, go on, sorry. I don't know about you, but I, I feed off the student interaction and, and the more yeah. kind of engaged they are maybe at the start, yeah. and the, the buzz in English, I feed off that and yeah. it helps me um, as, a, as a teacher. If you're, sit, if you're sitting there waiting for the clock and they come in, they're talking in their own yeah. language, that affects it, me as a teacher as it well. It also I think. breaks that power ratio between the teacher and the student. And it's the same with training as well. It breaks that... It's sort of if you wait till the time, it's like well, con- time controls everything, and I'm the boss and you're the student. But that's not what it is, is it? It yeah. should be a connection between the two people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So using that time even before the class has started, yeah. use that for a bit of a few fun revision activities or something like that. I'm not sure what you've tried at the start of class. Even just a hey, how are you? And you know, go tell five friends what you did today or something simple as that. It can yeah. be yeah, or just some pictures out on the desk or. Some books out on the tables or yeah. whatever, comics if it's kids or something, you know. Yeah, so those first arrivers, I've seen some teachers, they just go and sit with them in, yeah. the, in, the, in the desk with the students, have a chat. Yeah. And when other students come in, they're like, oh, what's going on here? And they come and gather around. Yeah, yeah. And that actually can lead off, be a springboard for so many sort of great things. Yeah. You could hear so many things in that first five, ten minutes which you can then integrate or use as the lead-in exactly. for, your, for your own activity. And it makes and the students realise that there is a connection between what they're learning in class and what they're doing after class. Yeah. It's like that bridge. Yes. It's the bridge between the out and in, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And we'll come on to that a bit later about getting to know your students in, mm. in a large class. It's very difficult, isn't it? Mm. So actually maybe spending a bit of time with them just chatting mm. at their own level um, in, in a group at the start. And as more students come in, um, they, can, they can join that discussion as well. Other things that a teacher might be able to do, um, I've seen some teachers, they just put up simple little 10 uh, anagrams uh, on the board. They mix up the, the letters of words, maybe from vocabulary from last lesson, mm. and set a little challenge or, or task for those early uh, arrivers to try and unscramble the letters to make the words Yeah. Go no, on. I was just going to say that some teachers will say, oh, but I don't have the time to get there five minutes early, but... You make that five minutes early, it will save you ten minutes in class. I mean, even if you're rushing, you know, I've worked in a lot of schools where it's very tight, you've got to, either you're getting out of class and running to another classroom to get there on time, Mm. or the other class, one class goes out, another class comes in. In that case, you've got a little bit of time to write some things on the board, maybe, Mm. and as they're coming in, they can be doing those anagrams or, or whatever. But even if you are rushing to get to another class, still when you get in the class, write your 10 anagrams up on the um, up on the board, and that just gives you a couple of minutes just to collect your thoughts mm. while they're, while they're analo- analyzing those anagrams. Other ideas is making writing up a few sentences uh, with some mistakes, like punctuation mistakes, spelling mistakes, grammar mistakes, and maybe in groups they have got to try and correct those mistakes mm. um, th- themselves. You could put a riddle up there. That helps develop critical thinking as well, yeah. not just their language. Yeah. Yeah. So I think one riddle I use used recently, and I use that for my training, is which classroom object is the king of the classroom? Mm. And they, got, they look at that and go, uh, they sort of, sort of try and figure it out. Any idea? No, I don't. <gasps> what is the king? The answer is the ruler. Oh, oh, the ruler or the leader. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. And especially if that 
question then can relate to what they're going to do in class, then they're already yeah. getting that sort of context ready to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If anyone's listening in China, you can draw a fish on the board plus the number three. Yeah. So you've got fish plus three equals, and they have to work out what it is. I'm not going to tell you now. If you are, if you remind me later, I will. Okay. Think about that for all the Chinese listeners. I'm scratching my fish head. Fish plus three equals. Oh, that's a great one. Okay, I'm, I'm scratching my head a bit I there. A I, can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's pretty exciting forward. stuff when you get there. Yeah. You can fast forward now and hear it. At the end. <laughs> So uh, yeah, so we're talking about the things would generally take longer, right? With large, large classes. So we're talking about maybe the start of class and what we can do to get their attention, uh, get them thinking uh, in English at the start of the class. Handing out activities, worksheets as well can take an absolute age if we don't manage that correctly and can eat into our time. So a few suggestions there is maybe um, having some class monitors or group captains to come up to the desk. Take the worksheets or homework assignments and give it out to their to their groups. That will save you a lot of time. Make that a routine um, in your class um, as uh, as well. Another thing which tends to take a lot of time, we'll have a little chat with Jake here as well, is setting up group work quick quickly. Mm. Fine in a class of twenty. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Done. That's your group of four. In a large class, it can be really messy. Mm-hmm. It can take a long time. If you don't get it right, students don't know where they are and which group they're in. You've already lost five, five, ten minutes just setting up uh, the group work quickly. So how, how can we solve um, um, something like that? So in a large class, I've seen it quite done quite efficiently, but also turned into a communicative activity. Mm-hmm. So actually, the teacher gave them a problem to solve. Okay, he said, "All right, I want you to just use the space in the classroom at the front and the back, and I want you to actually sort of line up by according to your oh, to yeah, your height, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. or line up according to um, your names in alphabetical order." So actually, they have to communicate and speak in English to do this. They line up, mm. they got them in one line, and then the teacher goes, "Okay, four, 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 yeah." Go and sit together uh, at a table. Okay, I don't see that as a waste of time because actually that is a communicative activity yeah. in, in itself. They're problem solving, lots of skills there, and that's about using the hundred percent of your class time, yeah, not yeah. wasting your time setting up a group activity. Make that part of the learning process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly.、Um, and I think once students learn how that there's all this other stuff happening in class, they have to learn how to be part of that as well. So if you don't ever do it, it'll be a struggle for you. But if you're doing it from day one, then it just becomes part of their, na- and then they'll get faster at it, and then you won't be wasting time doing it. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly.、And、another one I saw recently is that the teacher got into the class and then pasted on the back of, say, they got a class of fifty,、mm. they pasted on the back of ten、um, uh, chairs, a team team captain or something like that, and all the students sat down, and then the teacher said, okay. Ten of you on the back of your ch- chairs have got a piece of paper saying "Team Captain." Find out who's Team Captain. So they all turn around, look on the back of their chairs, and find out who Team Team Captain is. And then their their task is then say, "Okay, you've got to find a group of five. Create five for your team. You've got twenty seconds. Go, boom!、Yeah. And that's their problem-solving task. 
Each team captain has their, their job. Um, while they're doing that, the teacher gets ready or writes something up on the board, again, using that time mm-hmm. effectively. And, uh, the, and, right. the large, yeah, and the timer is, 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 is the sort of the saviour of a large class grouping or an activity thing, having that timer constantly saying, okay, you've got 20 seconds, you've got yeah. 10 seconds, you've got one minute, then yeah. they get used to it very quickly, knowing that they have to get that done. Yeah. Talking about tooling up our teachers, giving them help, right? Mm-hmm. If you ever use sort of dig- digital um, uh, software or presentation kits or digital copies IWB, of the book, yeah. or even you can just find it online, you can get you can bring up a, a stopwatch on your projector screen. Yeah. If you've got something like that, you're using projectors in your classroom, which has like a countdown, like a buzzer or something yeah. like that. We can make it a little bit more sort of fun and sort of competitive um, as well. Which is um, about creating a, making that part of the learning environment, yeah? Yeah. Not just you, the teacher, controlling everything. Yeah. Let, the, let the stopwatch do some of the work for you. Yeah. Yeah. Make it easier for yourself. Don't always put the pressure on yourself to be doing everything. Yeah. And it gives it that. The last point on this one is um, trying to understand from a large class who has understood what. It's very difficult in a class of 40, 50 students to gauge who has, under- mm, has understood the concept place, right. or the grammar that you have been um, teaching. So getting trying to get little indicators in a large class is sometimes quite, quite difficult And how to do that. A simple thumbs up or thumbs down. And this can be mm. anonymous as well. So mm. the teacher has taught a concept or a grammar point and he says, okay, everyone close your eyes. So it's, an, so it's an anonymous. Mm-hmm. I want you to do a thumbs up if you understood what I was talking about. Just give me a thumbs down if you have no idea yeah, what I've been yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah. Or maybe an in-between, not up, not down thumb if you're kind of okay mm. on it. So all, they all close their eyes and the teacher goes one, two, three. And they either do a thumbs up, thumbs down. And the teacher has a quick look around all the class and get, can gauge whether they've got it or not. And then again, the students don't feel too ashamed if they mm. don't got it it's anonymous right mm. the eyes closed another idea is to do three fingers so maybe yeah. three means quite happy with it yeah two fingers okay one finger not so good yeah. maybe no fingers no idea teacher yeah. again it can close their eyes can make it anonymous i saw one with uh sorry if you're, no, no, no 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 one with, with 50 kids you have your list of words on the board so if it's just a quick vocabulary check Maybe there's 10 new words on the board. Everyone's got to run to the board very quickly, and it's just circle, cross, or line. And they just quickly go down the 10 words, and you end up with this board with 50 circles, crosses, or lines. Cross means completely don't understand. Mm. Circle means really confident. Mm. And line means kind of getting it but don't know. And because it's so fast, it kind of becomes anonymous, Mm -hmm. and you get this really nice visual. Mm -hmm. Then... Obviously, the next day, you can use that to plan your next lesson because you know which words they didn't know or they did. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think it's also good to mention maybe body language here. As a teacher, being able to pick up on student (coughs) body language in a large class, you know, as soon as they start crossing their arms or slightly turning back or Mm. turning their side uh, to you, you can sort of pick up on that. Uh, maybe they haven't understood uh, what's uh, what's going on. Any other advice there, John? Like a second major yeah, I think, point? Yeah, I think my sort of um, yeah, sort of second point. I think before we go on to mixed abilities, mm-hmm. would be on the whole uh, collaborative group work. I think as teachers, sometimes we give up too quickly. If we have a large class, 
it's like oh there's no way that I can do group work it's it's too noisy I can't manage it mm. I can't photocopy all these handouts all these kind of group works and, and things like that so next piece of advice is yeah just don't give up on collaborative um grouping for me that's probably if you can get it right set it up well manage it right can be your most effective powerful tool in a large classroom I think first thing is just try out different things. They're not always going to um, going to work. You will you will fail sometimes. Don't worry. Try out different grouping strategies to encourage communication, um, etc. So what I mean by that in a large class, maybe in even a small space with a lot of kids, you can have something called elbow elbow partners. So those with you in your sort of elbow distance ne- next to you or touching, touching your elbows, they, they become your sort of speaking, um, speaking partners for an activity. You can try things like think, pair, share activity. So you give them a discussion point or a question. They think individually first. Okay, never forget the individual time. They then turn to a partner. Okay, and uh, talk about uh, what they were thinking individually, and then after that they can share um, as a as a whole class. So think, pair, share. Great little short, concise, quick, twenty second, thirty second um, thinking, sharing, speaking activity. Another great one, which is well, this is my personal favourite, and I'll I probably do this too much, but uh, I love it. It's a it's called a one two four eight. Uh, discussion. Never get bored of this one. No, neither do I. So again, you give them a discussion topic or a, or a question, a simple question. Again, they think individually. Okay, so that's your one. So the one is your sort of interaction pattern, just one. They think for maybe 10, 20 seconds. They then share with a, a partner. That's your two. Then two pairs join together to make a four. Then they keep discussing. And then after another 20, 30 seconds, two fours then join together and make an eight. Okay, they keep sharing, discussing, discussing, and discussing. And what that does is just, it's easy to um, group in a, in a large class. They're literally working with the people or groups uh, around them. They're building up their confidence by, by sharing in all these different interaction patterns. And at the end, you'll have a lot of feedback um, from the groups um, as, uh, as well. Okay, so a couple of little um, solutions there. So in a very tight space, you've got maybe elbow partners, you've got think, pair, share, and then one, two, uh, four, uh, four, eight. Nice. And just keep these short and sweet. They have to be long activities. Uh, Some teachers sometimes think, oh, group activity, they take take too long, but these Mm. can be really, really, really short and uh, and sweet. Again, use your stopwatch or buzzer. Yeah to have that little sort of competitive um, element. Don't let it drag on um, too long. On this note, you'll need a signal as well, right, in large class, how to bring them back mm. uh, to all speaking, a lot of noise, blah, 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 blah. How to get their atten- attention and bring them back um, and focus on what you. What do you use? I sometimes, I just use sometimes a little sort of quiet little action. Yeah. Um, so for my primary school students, I've got these picture of... Um, the min- you know the minions from that mm. what's the movie? Um, Despicable, oh, Despicable Me. Despicable yeah. Me. So I use a minion who's doing this funny little action, and when I show that 
picture a minion, all the students got a copy of the minion action. And put their fingers up on their... If you can see... You can't see John now, because you're listening. I look a but bit he's silly. got his hands. He puts two fingers on his head, so he's got two antennas. Yeah. It's really funny. I, it, we, we, John and I both have done training in Cambodia to a group of 300 teachers, which is a large group, right? Yep. And uh, he, <laughs> he obviously had done this. He'd gone and done the training before me to 300 teachers and used this technique uh, for them so then they could use it in the classroom. Nice loop input there, John. Anyway, so I get there and... <laughs> All the teachers are doing this weird action. I didn't understand what the action was. And then eventually they told me that they're not just all walking around with their fingers yeah. on the head. So just, yeah, just the point there is... Uh, it worked then. Yeah. Because I was still doing it a month later than when you did it. Okay, okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's great to know that actually using some of our silly ideas in the, in, in the classroom... It's fun, yeah, I went and observed those teachers and they were doing that with their students, which oh. was nice. It's nice. But it's a way to, I mean, if you're teaching all day, right, especially with kids, you don't want to be shouting every time mm. over the students to get their, to get their, uh, to get their attention, right? Um, so that's a way of sort of quietly getting, getting their attention um, uh, without sort of shouting, uh, shouting too much. I always use music. It's sort of, they know when music's on, it's ah. talking time. As soon as I press stop, they hear the silence. Oh. It must be sitting down time. Then music back on again. Brilliant, brilliant. Really upbeat music if it's a big group activity. And then like classical or something if it's meant to just be two or something. Yeah, yeah fantastic. All right. Um, what were we talking about, Jake? Collaborative no group idea. work, I think. Uh, yeah. I think the second point on the collaborative uh, group work, we've talked about the grouping strategies. I think once you've got them working in groups, think about your role as a teacher, how you can get around the different groups. It's sometimes quite difficult mm. as a teacher to get, a, to get around the different groups. I think firstly is we talked about large classes. Remember, Jake, you mentioned the ones at the back of the class, just don't even worry about them, forget about them. Just, I know. just teach the, the ones at the front. Yeah. So what I like to do as a teacher, however much space you have in the classroom, is teach from different points in the classroom. Don't always teach from mm. the front teach from the side, the centre, teach from the back even. Get yourself uh, around around the class, first point. And when they are working in groups, get around and have a little notebook. And as you're going around, you're jotting down, you're writing down, as you would with any size class really in group work, write down some of the errors, um, some common errors, things that they're saying, pronunciation mistakes, just note them down. As they're doing their group work, maybe you come back to the board, start writing up some of the errors on the board, as soon as they finish their group work, say, okay, great, well done. Um, you guys are having some good discussion there. Here's a few errors that you guys, common errors you are making. Have a look up there at the board. Can you now as groups yeah. try and solve those um, those problems yourself? Okay. All right. So there's a few tips from me for, the, for large classes. So good luck with that. So check out our second installment in this classroom management series on mixed abilities where Mr. Jake Wooden We'll be talking or helping, giving you a few solutions uh, for your mixed uh, ability uh, classes. And don't forget us to email us on eltupgraders at macmillan.com. Send us any comments, ideas or thoughts you have. Right. Also, and we have a survey, right? Mm-hmm. And where can they access that? that is, there is a link on the ELT Upgraders Buzzsprout site and I'm Macmillan. Education Asia site. 
Fantastic. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Jakey. So stay tuned. That's uh, that's me, JC, and Mr. Jake Whitten. See you all next time. Cheers. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Macmillan Education Asia and the ELT Upgraders.